Welcome to Strange Assembly, a Legend of the Five Rings podcast. I'm Chris Stevenson, and with me here today is a cast of thousands and thousands. Guys? They're, they're, all, they're all ninja. You can't see or hear them, but they're there. It's going to be a lot of dead air, Jay. A lot of dead air. Uh, today is our second of two episodes spent looking at the new Empire at War expansion. Our last episode covered Crab and Crane and Dragon. So first we're going to start with the Lion, then move through the rest of the clans in order. After that we'll hit a little grab bag segment with the generic cards. After we're done talking about the specifics of the cards, we'll also be announcing the Empire at War Fantasy L5R Contest. Uh, you can win a rare set of Harbinger, so if you want to check that out, It'll be at the end of the podcast. Well, the CCG has been treating the Lion pretty well. They were the most successful clan by a wide margin early in Kote's season with only Somerata bringing them back to Earth with Plague War and Imperial Gift 3, they went back to being the, the best-performing clan. So let's see whether or not we think Empire at War will keep that up. The most-played Lion theme has been... Awesome tacticians. people. It's been awesome people. Uh, Don't uh, be like tacticians. <laughs> most-played Lion theme, the best Lion theme, is just awesome people. Many of the and awesome people are tacticians. Just coincidentally. Okay, well... What do you think, tactician-related, uh, what, what do you like of what Lion got in this set for their tacticians? I like several of their cards. I rather like Kusumato. When he comes into play, you get a card out of your discard pile, so he's basically draw a card, but it's even better that you get to pick. The only problem being that if he shows up too early, there's nothing in your discard to grab. He's reminiscent of Miramoto Ikaru, who is just a 4-3 duelist who, when he came and comes into play, you, you draw a card. Yeah. And they both have similar restrictions, sort of, in that if you buy Kusumoto right away, you won't have anything to bring back. If you bought Ikaru right at the beginning of the game, then often you'd end up just having to discard a card, so it was right. increased card access, but it wasn't more card draw. I think Kusumoto costs more for a clan that doesn't as much like to play with, with guys who cost more, so I think he's relying on the tactician to get him over into the playable right. home. Well, and at the same time, just because of their amazing personalities, they're not making any more six-gold guys, but at the same time, there's so much six-gold hate that some of the decks are sort of shifting to the more expensive guys, and I think he's worth the, the money, a four-force tactician that basically draws you a card. Well, and then there's a, an even more expensive and even bigger tactician in the unique experience daimyo version of Ikoma Hagio, who is a 5 force for 9, gives all of your other attacking personalities in his army plus 1 force. Which is always nice, especially Lion sure have a lot of warm bodies, so giving every one of them forces can be a huge swing. Yeah, and, and he's got a move-in ability that's amazingly versatile, he he doesn't have to be at the battlefield. 
It's just move anybody in straight in the unit. I mean, what's the only thing he can't use his ability he, when bowed? That's about the only limitation on it. Yep. Um, sure looks it. So, I mean, you, you can send him home and somebody else. A lot of the move-in guys, you send them home while they move themselves back in, but they can't do anything else. Hagio can, even if he's sent home, he can get back in somebody else, although right. you've probably got to have a good attachment on whatever that other unit is. To Yeah, why would you not bring him in? He's such a huge force swing with his five and giving everybody else one. Yeah, it, it seems like Tactician's also got a couple of, of decent battle actions in this. Dangerous Indulgence... Which lets you... Should have Saki tokens. Uh, yes, oh, sorry. the flavor text and the art are about Saki. The flavor text, the art, and the title are about Saki tokens, but it's a tactician card. Yeah. I like Saki tokens. It should have Saki tokens. It, it is. I, I've noticed it's one, one of the side effects of us trying to pay attention to what the art and the flavor text are, so we can comment on this, is I, I'm noticing more with Empire at War than I have with prior sets on those occasions where... Things don't line up very well. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Dangerous Indulgence, you just you target your tactician and then you, although it's not a tactical action, right? and then you straighten or bow anybody who's got uh, equal to lower chi, which is going to be most personalities that aren't our, you know, hefty uniques or, or magistrates. And so it's pretty solid, but yeah, it doesn't have anything really to do conceptually with Saki. No. The other one is Shatter the Line, which is a really solid ability. Again, you have to target a tactician, but it is not a tactical action. No, 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 no it, it is, is a tactical. It is action. a tactical action. Uh, it is. This one is a tactical action, but it's it's battle, so worth it. Battle destroyer card without yeah. attachments. And again, I think along the lines of you talking about Line having to play with some more expensive personalities, Shatter the Line has a gold cost that then goes away when you get more tacticians in your army. So it pushes your deck away from that early rush. Right. Whatever your turn two, turn three attack is, it's not going to have four tacticians in the army all at once. Well, if you get lucky, the little baby tactician. Okay, that seems highly unlikely. It's still, battle, destroy a card without an attachment is... Strong. Is really nice, especially lion, usually on the offensive. There are, there are more options to get attachments on guys right when they come out now, but still, a lot of time, if somebody's showing up and defending, they're naked. Right. I mean, plus, it's, other than the gold cost and the tactical, there's no other cost. You don't have to bow your guy, you don't have to kill your guy. It's just four or less gold and tactical. Yeah. The tactician-related card that I actually think is the strongest out of this set, though, is Hiroshi's Legion which is a follower that only attaches to a tactician. And not only does it only attach to a tactician, but it requires a personal honor of at least three. So So it's pretty much just lion tacticians. Unicorn aren't going to get away with it. Not yet. Their their tacticians usually don't have the three. Maybe their tacticians out of... Out of Otaku Meta or Plains? Yes, and it's still not a cavalry follower. Well, it's fake cavalry. Like like the old... uh, what was it? Seven cost traveling for... Traveling Ronin. Thank you. The old yeah. traveling Ronin. It's fake cavalry. Well, it's fake cavalry once, and mm-hmm. then it stops you from being cavalry ever again, whereas traveling Ronin would go True. back to your hand. But Hiroshi's Legion, it's three fours for three, and it's got battle open, even if it's in your discard pile, attach it to the guy, so... You tactician it for four, and then you put it into play. Yeah, and very, then if it good. dies, you can put it back, put back into play. Yeah. I Just... Just being able to play You can pretend you're Mantis. 
Yes, you're a mantis with tactician. It's it's it makes your guy all your guys Sunagawa. Hmm. So that's I think all the specific tactician things, commanders. You, you get Doji Kasari. But he's still yeah, too no. expensive. He's got that discount for line, but he's still too expensive for the line. I mean, to, that's still seven gold, which is a huge amount for a person. Yeah, Ikoma Hagio is also a commander. The sort of non-unique commander slot for this set is taken up by Akoto Oraru, who, like the crab non-unique commander, has that whole you-have-to-bow-your-follower yep. thing to use his ability but gets more of a ranged attack out of it than, than the crab did. But still, that's not not too impressive, I don't think. I just no. I don't like bowing my X-Force guy to make a, an X-ranged attack out of all the options that I've got available to me now. Yeah, for the most part, no. But the, the line commanders, like the other commanders, get fire on my command, which I think is really good. Yes, and yes not having to bow the follower... Really good. good. Having to bow the follower, too much cost. Too cost. No. Yeah. And then also conscript troops, which again we talked about last episode in the the crab section. The lion heroes got Matsu Masuka. You you doing anything with him? I mean, he's he's the boxable for the set, and he's sort of blah. I mean, he's he's a hero. He's not a tactician. He makes range two. I mean, as we've discussed, range two, really not that exciting. Yeah, t- two just, force, not a tactician, no. range two. Not, I, just, and it's not like the, the old Phoenix guy who was two force for two yeah. <laughs> with range two. He's not that much anymore, right? No, he's, 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 five bumped, now. he's bumped up to five, yeah. yeah. But that's even, I mean, yeah, cause he was, that was more filthy as a guy who costs four in a box for a box that produces four if you want, but just also that. Two is any holding in the universe. Right. I mean, that was that was the thing. He was he was so great because you could get him off your order keep. I don't think any of the hero actions are specific for the unicorn. For sorry, for the lion, and they seem worse for the lion heroes than they did mm. for the crab because they're just about making that one semi invincible unit, unit. Yeah, and the lion. I mean. It, you know, you don't have any eight force line right. heroes. Right, your, your two force hero with a range two is not going to be an Uber unit anytime soon. The sort of offshoot for the lion, the Death Seekers got Matsu Atsuko, whose art was featured on the Battle of Kudentanbo box, and I think is one of the pieces of art that I like best in the set. Although it's got the, the little oddity of the random lion Death Seeker having tattoos in it. That's just so she can call me on leash without bowing. <laughs> yes, if your opponent isn't paying attention. Uh, don't you remember that's how traits work now? If the art looks like it, that's why Marabu had cavalry. No? <laughs> but, yeah, oh, the right, ar- they got rid of that in Jade. Never mind. Yeah, the, the art on Atsuko is done by Conceptopolis Studios, which actually did a lot of the art for this set. There's, there's that studio, and then Gong Studios didn't do nearly as many, but is also in there. But I also liked the interesting flavor text on Atsuko, which is a quote from Makoto Shigatoshi. This war has dwindled the ranks of the Death Seekers. Those few who remain have their shame compounded by their survival. They that, shall find no peace in life. That sounds about right for Death Seekers, yeah. yeah there's a, everybody's dying, but you, guy who's trying to yeah. die... You who are trying to die manage to live. You're not doing a good job. The Death Seekers also got a... 
a big effect in Honorable Death, which is a pseudo-kata, in that it's, it's an action that puts itself into play in your home, but it doesn't count as a kata. You can still have a kata. You don't have to discard other kata. And at the end of each of your action phases, plus one fours permanently for all of your Death Seekers, and then if the game lasts another three or four turns, <laughs> they finally die and you gain honor for it. I mean, it, it seems to me that it's mostly a way to hand out force. Right. Well, it's, it's a way to hand out force with a cap of, oh, this, we're, we're facing off military for military. None of us wants to attack first. You're not going to get 87,000 force eventually. No, your guys would just die, yeah. and you probably are going to wish you rather had the guy than the one honor. Right. You gain, but most of the time. But still, I mean, a big part of a lot of the celestials is having that plus one force all the time. And if you're playing a Death Seeker deck, I mean, granted, you have to be playing a Death Seeker deck. But if you're playing the Death Seeker deck, Honorable Death, that's immediate plus one force for all of your guys who are in play. I mean, not literally immediate, but they right. get it before you ever attack before again. You attack, yeah. And then just every. Every single term, that that I think is still a really strong effect. Right, I mean, as, as, uh, uh, staying around, constantly giving you plus one force. Plus, I mean, just by giving you plus one force tokens, it's going to trigger several different cards that are... Uh, I'm blanking on the name of the one that targets somebody whose force is different from their base, give them a bonus. No. Cost of Pride. That's it, Cost of Pride. Uh, there's a couple that are like that. I mean, just generally anything that gives you more force can gives you opens up more options. Yeah, Let's see, Paragons, I really like the Paragon in this set, Matsu Kinahara, 4-3 for 7, 4 personal honor, Bows, an enemy personality with lower personal honor, which is almost anyone who's not... Battle Maidens or, or themselves lion. Yeah, where, you know, a handful of, uh, you know, half the guys in the crane deck, maybe. Mm. But then, in addition to getting to bow somebody... If you've got a Bushido Virtue in your hand, you get to destroy an attachment in the in the unit, and that's that's great. I mean, the the few you Phoenix have, you know, the unique who does something similar, and you got to discard a card for the effect. Yeah. And so Kinohara just seems oh, really good. You know, assuming you're fitting Bushido Virtues into your deck. Yeah, I mean, the problem is it requires a Bushido Virtue to feel that part, and there are a few good Bushido Virtues, but there's a lot of bad Bushido Virtues, too. Uh, well, what about the Bushido Virtues? Although I guess it's hilarious with the one that bounces back, so you've always once you draw it, you've always got it in your hand. Yeah, well, and that's the thing with Kinohara. You, you don't have to discard right. the Bushido Virtue. You just have to, to have it. Uh, but there is one, I think there's just one Bushido Virtue in this set, which is in the heart of battle. I mean, is that something you'd want to put in to go with Kinohara? I don't know. I'm I'm still not sure how I feel about that. I mean, straighten and three force as battle or open, it's really good. But dying at the end of the turn, um, I yeah, don't, I, I don't, I, I don't know how I feel about that card really. Yeah, it's it's one thing when it's on a holding and also gives your guy cavalry. Right. It's another mm. when I have to blow an action out of hand. I mean, I. I better really want that that guy right now. I mean, I, and right, I, I, mean, I can just I, play with the stronghold that does that. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like there's just not the environment right now is to kill and send home rather than bow. If the environment were more bow your army out, then it would be much more powerful because it's oh, I'm going to lose this battle, 
no, I'm going to straighten my guy and gain three force and win. I still lose this guy, but he was going to die anyway. But because the environment's more send home and kill, it's just not going to come up. Yeah. The other Paragon card, which is not a Bushido Virtue, is Force of Spirits. Uh, you can pretend that you're playing Scorpion. <laughs> and But it's a ranged attack with strength equal to the, the personal honor. But it can also go at, at Chi, go right? Chi, yeah. And I mean, with a lot of fours, going at Chi is pretty quality. Few people have more than four Chi. Yeah, and even a lot of times, if you've got a guy with a weapon, that yeah. four Chi, I mean, that, you know, ranged whatever is never going to hit the guy's fours, but it will be able to hit the, the Chi. The last lion guy who doesn't have any particular theme for the lion is Akoma Taroken. He's a 4-4 cav for 8. He's also a, a magistrate. He's got battle, bow any, bow or straighten anybody with personal honor lower than or uh, equal to his chi. Or is it, it, sorry, it's just lower, not, not equal to for the magistrates. Yeah. But, you know, he's non-thematic, but right. I mean, cav he's one, guys. He's one of those, he's a really solid card, but because he doesn't really go with any of the themes, I don't see him getting played that much. Whereas if you were Dragon or Crane or Scorpion, where they could totally take advantage of that Magistrate keyword, he'd be in a heartbeat. But Lion's just not using the Magistrate keyword. He doesn't have any of their other great keywords. And yes, he's 4 Force Cavalry, but he's also 8 Gold. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you did say earlier that Lion's theme is just personalities. A lot of times True. they're not using the keywords anyway. He's I mean, he's a magistrate, but and he's got a magistrate functioning sort of ability, but it doesn't rely on anybody being dishonorable. I think, you know, you're looking at him, you've got these weapon decks, mm. he's got four chi, he's going to have nice high chi after you put a weapon on him, and he's a cav guy, so... Sure, I mean, maybe just the force of cavalry alone will get him into decks, and, yeah, I mean, it, I think once he hits play, he's a really strong card, because he has four force cavalry that can bow or straighten. It's that eight gold that I don't know if he's quite worth that. Okay, that's all we've got for Lion. Avast me, mateys, tis time to talk about the Mantis. Didn't Trevor tell us that they, they, they pretend to not be pirates these days? They have a nice cover. The bus with all the eye patches. How many of them have eye patches? Wotan has an eye patch, and he's secretly a mantis. Didn't ah, you know that? So, so that means he's going to get MRP to have navel on him. Yes. Yes. Speaking of Trevor, I, I since we're now in the mantis section, Trevor isn't here. We thought we'd let you guys know that that Trevor wants you guys to know that the lions, lions suck. suck. Yes. Mm. He wanted us to point that out in the lion section, but I thought we'd save it for the Mantis section. Okay, Mantis, Commanders, that's been their one solid theme. What did they get this set? What did they get this set? Ryan Shisukin? I like Ryan quite a bit. He's seven gold, so he's quite affordable, and having built-in secluded outposts, especially when you are getting can get the faller out of your discard pile, seems like a useful ability. Uh, just the fact that you are paying five gold, and you get four back as a refund for a follower. It seems like a good deal, especially when he's four force. As for Shisuken, he's a good personality. 
naval range four, straighten somebody, and they get to reuse their range, but nine gold is pretty expensive. I don't know that I would... He, he just has such a big bullseye on his back that I don't know that I'd want to pay nine gold for him. Well, I never really liked, oh, my opponent will want to kill him first as a reason why a card isn't good, but... I I mean, he can't cost only eight. He's got right. No, he's got nasal shoot you in the face and another ability. Right. I mean, it's and part of it too is the the other ability, which is pretty good, is a tempo hit in that you you take that action and it doesn't really. Oh, it, it's a late it's a late battle action. Right. It's a I've done a number of things. I've got this unit over here that's got maybe a guy that has a range four and it's got a Taoist archer on it. And now I'm gonna let you know both of the cards in that unit shoot something oh, no, no, again. No, it's only it's only one. You don't get follower and personality shooting again. Okay, well that I would be my amazing. Your Dallas gets to shoot again. Your to shoot again. Yeah. I don't know why my Dallas is bowed instead of dead, but you know. You're playing against monks. I don't know. Yeah, well, your Otomo Rai also. I think going back to Akoto Kusumoto. He's card draw, too, because right, he lets he you play draw. the follower. He lets you yank the follower out of the discard pile and, and play it. So if you if you think of him in terms of draw a card and then produce four gold, that's that's got a lot of potential. Although he doesn't have naval, I hear that mm. that makes Mantis not like guys. Sometimes. Yeah, but, I mean, at the same time, he doesn't have a, a proactive ability, so it's not like he's doing something with his naval. I mean, ju- jumping a little bit to Yoritomo Kamen, who is naval but has no ability, what are you going to do with him? I mean, he, do- he doesn't need the naval because he's got no ability to use it with. I mean, yes, you can play a card from your hand, but you should have other people who are naval who can play the card too. Kamen is four fours for four gold and naval, and that's... Oh yeah, he's, he's a fine card. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that he's bad. I mean, I'm. I'm just saying that he doesn't need the navel because he's not innately doing anything with it. Well, I think if you took the navel off of him, he would be unplayable. I mean, the mantis would never run a guy who was just four fours for four who wasn't navel and didn't have any keywords. I don't think. I think that right, that card but, is conceptually just sort of a. How much force can we give? You know, a random navel pod. Right, but if he had an ability, a proactive ability instead of naval, he would still be playable. Well, if he had a decent proactive ability instead of naval, I think he wouldn't be boxable. You don't get a lot sure. of guys who are four force and boxable and actually have proactive abilities on them. Before we go into the non-thematic guys, something that you can't do with Rai because he's not naval is fire on my command. Yeah. So true. There, that is something, but. You can conscript truce with him if you want a second follower. The other non-thematic guy this set is Saruchi Nobumotu, who is another nine gold unique. He's got a pretty big ranged attack, but it bows him, and he doesn't start with a lot of force, so he he seems like he's more focused on being a, a defensive Harrier sort of card yep. to then shoot you for seven, run away, then he is a guy you want to pile followers on an attack. Yeah, I prefer Baby Nobumoto, where you didn't care that you were losing his force because he didn't have any. You were just paying five gold for a range three that was more or less free because he ran away. Yeah, and I mean, people had less force back then, so range, range three, three matters. Yes, 
I mean, whereas range nine, I mean, yeah, uh, I don't want to. If I bow him, I probably want to run him away, but I would rather keep him, keep rather ha- buy somebody that's going to hang out in the battle and contribute force rather than pay nine gold for a range seven. Yeah, let's see, probably the most bash mantis theme is the scouts. Uh, they got access to some of the eh, scout actions that we've already talked about in both Crab and Crane. Right. One personality is Saruchi Chico. Uh, you know, her stat line is a 3-3 three, three for 7, but of course, Mantis Scouts basically have a built-in plus 1 force. Right. She's got Battle Bow for a ranged attack. Battle, ranged attack if the province has been reconned. So she's, which it's always going to have been reconned because your box recons. Presumably, yeah. So, I mean, she's got a good range for, and then a range for that makes her bow if you, as a second action. But that doesn't seem like she's a punchy enough addition that yeah, that would get anybody to too, play Mantis Scouts. Too vanilla. I mean, it just doesn't. I mean, that, that would be a nice add in if your Mantis Scout deck were solid and you just needed, you've got a space for just somebody, some warm body. That's a pretty good warm body. But to make that deck, that's not going to do it. Yeah. See, Trevor's favorite deck that he doesn't feel like he can play in tournaments is well, Thunder. Well, he can't, because Scorpion still exists. And Scorpion gets hosed by and Thunder no, gets Sc- hosed by Scorpion? Yeah, because you can't seppuku. Trust me, as a Shugenja player, Scorpion is no fun, because you don't get to seppuku. I, I, I played Monks. I, oh, yeah, I understand how not Sabukuin works. As also as somebody who's played Defensive Honor, though, they all got Naval. Naval, when you're defending no, I, all the time with those puds, Naval is ugly. No, I, I agree. If, if it were anybody but Trevor, they would be playing that deck. But because <laughs> because Trevor does not, as he's mentioned before, does not accept the auto loss, yeah. he's not okay with it. Uh, I, mean, I would be okay with it. Sure, I'll lose to Scorpion, but I'll trounce in everybody else. I'll take that. And speaking of three threes for seven and naval Shugenja, the one Thunder personality in this set is Moshi Yuriko, who's a battle bowing enemy card without attachments. Again, another solid yeah. naval ability to right. do. Right, it's, it's another solid vanilla personality, That, uh, as I was saying with the Scout. Uh, well, unlike the Scout, the na- the Thunder deck is there, so I could totally see slotting this guy into the Thunder deck. At, at what point did naval battle, naval Shugenja battle, uh, <laughs> do stuff, <We're, laughs> become vanilla? We're, we're late but, enough in the arc that just bowing something is not that exciting. I, I, I don't, we're not even that late in the arc. We're a year into the arc, right? Basically a year and a few months, mm-hmm. and the arc is lasting. It's, we're not even... Because the arc is lasting until next November, we're maybe we're maybe we're halfway, halfway. through the arc. I, I guess but, it just feels later because the cards have gotten crazy. Yeah, their individual abilities need to do more. A, a yeah, a three three for seven is a stat line that you really don't like seeing on a card. If you slap four force on her, though, a four, four force is that amazing. Shugenja for. Yeah, so it's another one of those, uh, you know, can it make, can do it enough, better? I don't know, but I don't think it can really cost, I, I don't know that you can make it better at that, that gold cost, so. No, you really can't. Now, 
Thunder also did get a couple Two of amazing cards. Specific cards. Yeah. You've got Flood the Earth, which is a spell that only attack cause zero only attaches to Thunder Shugenja. You as a battle action, you destroy the spell and value Shugenja, and then put a terrain into play, and for the rest of the battle, any time a non-naval personality performs an action, they get bowed. And th- this is the spell that came with a token in the set that they forgot to give art to. <laughs> yes, it's very white. But the other one is Fury of Sutengo, which is a Kiho. Again, thunder people only. And you and the other player each get to target and bow up to two non-naval personalities. So if your guys are all naval, it's just bow, battle, two, people. bow two guys. Yeah. And that's that's pretty good. I know you're saying, like, oh, just bow thing isn't that big a deal, but Fury of Sutango lets you bow two guys, and it bows through attachments. Right. I mean, just bowing with not through attachments isn't good, but bowing multiple and bowing through attachments is pretty good. Yeah. Now, the thing that both of these cards, Flood the Earth and Fury of Sutango, have in common is that they screw your own non-naval guys. So... Right. From a design perspective, that's something I don't really like or get about these cards. Is I mean, we had Aramosi's Pride, or whatever the raid stronghold was, and that was a problem in that it really, really made you with, play with only pirate guys, and so it sort of divided the, the Mantis right, I mean, you, player, you, you know, character base into works with this box and, and doesn't. And then they changed naval, and and naval was always a since your your army used to have to always be naval. The whole everybody was naval for you to have naval at all. Mantis players would just never play with a non naval guy, and they changed that specifically to let you actually have non naval guys. But now these are mantis cards that are again saying not only is this guy not naval, but I'm going to actively punish you with these other cards. If you choose to run that non-naval guy, right? It it does seem against what they seem to have been doing before. Yeah, I mean, I mean, especially because the cards are just so powerful that it, why would you not want to run them in a deck that can in the Thunder deck? Yeah, and and it's not like I mean you could see if it was, you know, some effort to segregate themes back out. I mean, like, you could see with Lion making a really strong action that was, like, each player gets to target two non-Death Seekers, or two non-Paragons, to try to force them back out. But Naval isn't a thematic keyword. No. I mean, if it said Thunder, that would be thematic keyword, but Naval, no. That's odd. The remaining theme for Mantis is their Economic Warfare, it got one personality, Yoritomo Manzo, who I finally have a copy of because I traded Yay. for one from you. Uh, yes. <laughs> but it, again... He beats people up. A, another guy with... Yes, he's one of your, your brooding <laughs> guys there in the, the screen. But again, another guy with naval good ability, or, the, yeah. or at least naval decent ability. Yeah, I, I especially like cards like that where... It's Bower Straighten, a target card, so you can use it offensively, or you can use it for your own guys. If he bows Nobumoto, or 
if he, if he bows one of your good got people or attachments, you can straighten them. And I, I could actually see using Udamaru to put some minus gold cost tokens on your own guys just so that this guy gets to straighten them later. Uh, no. If there's no other targets for Udamaru. If literally your opponent has absolutely nothing in, in play, but I think most of you are going to be throwing on the other guys because you also get things like a stain cleansed, which can be used by any magistrate, but is naval, but it is a performed kill action. Yes. Which means that Mantis. Mantis love it because it's naval kill somebody. And it's based on gold costs. So right. things like Udamaro that reduce the opponent's gold cost. Make, make it, it cheaper. Make it cheaper to yeah. kill guys. The other magistrate action out of the whole pile of them that are that are in this set that seems more useful to the Mantis and the and the way that their magistrates don't really involve themselves with dishonor as much is the law's strength, which is not limited by chi or personal honor, is and it can be and it's performed, so you can just naval send somebody home and you better not negate this or your guy's dead. So I, I don't I don't know how much of a synergistic deck that sort of has, but I think a lot of the pieces are falling into place for the economic warfare. I think you're yeah. still going to blend it a lot with right. I mean, I, I don't think the economic warfare has yet come in fully into its own, but it's got enough that you can make put it as a sub theme with another theme and have a strong deck. Yeah, it's like, oh, the, I, I could put these magistrate things in my Dragon's Guard City deck with my awesome follower. Right. But the only other Mantis-ish card, I think, is is Dockside Market. There just aren't enough good ports or markets. No. Like you're, you're getting your Kabune port and your Shrani Rotomo, and that's it, and that's not enough to make it worth it. No. Okay. Enough for the pirates. Yarrr! Ah, uh, and now we are to the Phoenix, wherein we talk about all of the spells. Not all of them. There's a Thunder and there's a Spider. The rest of them, though, are all mine! Oh, sorry, did I say that out loud? My bad. Yes, yes. The uh, Every time when you, you open the new set, there's, you know, six, eight, whatever cards that are kind of Phoenix only. Yeah. Okay, so, Mr. Phoenix... Where do you want to start? Let's start with uh, the awesome card, uh, Morihiko. Built-in sneak attack. Awesome. What more is there to say? He's uh, 9-9 nine, nine gold for a 4-4 four, four unique. Hasn't that been drawing complaints on other cards this set as not being great? It has, but, I mean, first off, Phoenix are more expensive for our force. I mean... Four Force is actually pretty huge for Phoenix, even at nine gold. And secondly, that ability is so worth the gold. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's good. Yeah. He shall be played. Uh, I, see what I he's... mean, the, the other nine gold guy we've got go to at five Force, he's going to get played because he's five Force. That's huge for Phoenix. I mean, I think that's the highest Force we have that's not an Elemental Master. He's got an ability, too. Right, he's got an ability... He's got all of the sexy samurai traits. If he were a Shugenja, he would be amazing. Granted, that's not going to happen, but... Yes. 
Yeah. What do we know? Duelist Yojimbo? Is Only it exactly one person what at a time want? is allowed to be a Samurai Shugenja. Oh, is that how it works? Yes. It so used to be cool people. Now it's not. Now it's like a... <laughs> Big, but, D's, uh, Big D's cool-ish. Big D, he's cool-ish. No? Not, not, not compared to Satsu and Hitomi and Tagashi, sorry. Well, not compared to Satsu and Tagashi. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, you, you but... like the bald dude? <laughs> uh, it's it's like Crane, but without flowing locks. But <laughs> okay, both of those personalities are Yojimbo. Uh, I know you like playing with those Yojimbo. You getting anything else for your Yojimbo duelists this set? I mean, we get the same dueling cards that Phoenix that or Crane gets that we've already talked about. I think that's the only card we get. Okay, you're, you're gonna, timely save. You're, you're going to mention like that, yeah, I, yeah, I, I it don't like it. It mostly requires you to bow your guy to make the range attack. You don't like bowing our guys to make the range attack. Right. So. I mean, even if even if you've won a duel, I mean, that's just hard to combo. We've talked about that before. Even not telegraphing it by having it be on a guy on the board, having a guy who's won a duel hang around during the battle, probably not going to happen. Yeah, well, you've got it in a free direction. It, you mentioned it not being telegraphed. That is a very useful thing. But yeah, you still need to have played the duel in the first place. Right. It's not like your crane where you've got a, you've got a, a free duel. duel. To you box. have to actually, yeah, play a duel from hand. Okay, well, before we get into totally spell universe, what about the other not super spellish theme, the, the Inquisitors? What do you think about uh, Ayako? Uh, I quite like Ayako. Uh, force penalty. Yeah, for, force water. penalty is about par for Inquisitors. I like any card that gains honor and then lets me run away. Yeah. I, I like playing those cards yes. for some reason. Yeah, right, right, yeah, right away it can sometimes, in fact, be a benefit. Don't, right, and, you're especially because it's a, you know, especially because it's a May. If for some reason you want to keep her around, I have no idea why, but. Oh, the final battle, you've actually got five guys there you want to be able to keep up. If you are playing the more controlish Inquisitor deck, you're probably using Asawa Kimi too, right? Even though she's not yeah. an Inquisitor herself. Yeah, I mean, she's, um, she's one, I'm not quite sure where she slots in very well. She, I mean, she's 10 gold. She's, she's a master, so she, she's good at being high. She's, a big personality, but um, I, mean, I don't that, know. That reaction is pretty. I mean, the, the no, reaction no extra is, card draw for your opponents. Well, yes and no, because it's it's not it's not they discard the card they just drew. They choose and discard a card. It basically says your card draw becomes card cycle, which is, card granted is a better than cards though. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, granted that's strong, but, I mean, outside of Traveling Peddler, just there isn't that much card draw going, running around outside of a few decks. I don't know that I'd want to slot her in at 10 gold just for that ability. You're giving me a weird look. What am I forgetting? I guess I feel like there's a lot of card draw. Did you not see the unicorn this set? Like, every one of their cards says draw a card on mm. Their box says draw a card on Um, but, it, I mean, she does, one of the reasons I, I mentioned her within the Inquisitive segment is, yeah, she is not at all efficient force. No. And, I'll just say, on the other hand, with 
But she's not at all efficient force, but her ability does work even with Bao. So even if yeah. you attack with her or bow her to Twin Soul Temple... Or any other random reason you bow her. Well, yeah, but, I mean, Twin Soul <laughs> Temple does ask for Shugenja to be bowed. Yeah, but there's lots of reasons that our Shugenja will bow. Touch of ice comes to mind. Touch yeah. of death. Whispers. <laughs> We're, we're good at bowing to Shigenja. Don't worry about You're it. You're good at straightening your Shigenja, too. And then bowing them again. Just a little. And then there's the sort of mishmash spell theme, spell military, spell honor, spells. Can you spell, spell, spell? spells. S-P-E-L-L. There you go. Yeah. Let, let's not get into the enlightenment one yet. Other than the enlightenment spell, what spell do you like best out of this set? I don't know. Um... I just don't remember any of them have just jumping out at me. Unmaking? Oh yeah, like unmaking. Unmaking is Unmaking is fun. Just the, the fact that it gets through so many things, it's hard to stop. Yeah. It, it's uh So the sort of upside of unmaking, perhaps obviously, is that as long as it doesn't get redirected, there's really no way to stop it. There's no right. stop from getting Sent back to the deck negation. Right, no strength, strength of bamboo does not help you. Yeah, on the other hand, there's gold cost, there's bowing, there's, it's it's still one shot. You right. only hit something without attachments, so... Right, and it's putting it on top of the deck, so it'll come back late if there's more game. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... Oh, it's bottom. Bottom there, it's, yeah. it's gone. Uh, okay, it, yeah. Basically, I, bottom yeah. is gone, yeah. Well, not only... Well, and not only can it not get negated, but the guy can't get willed back into play. Either. True. Like many things that target a card without attachments, you really, really wanting to hit a personality with it, right? I yeah. Mean, if you're like, I unmaking to kill your attachments, you're probably not, not that happy, happy with your, your unmaking. Well, if it's Chagatai's armor, I'm happy with that. <laughs> if it's uh, armor of the Ryu, I'm happy with that. But yeah, otherwise I want to hit a person. Yeah, I guess the other spell that I thought was particularly effective in this set was Unnatural Flood, which is unique for focus value. You buy your Shigenja and you send anybody home, and it's one of these cards that, like several in the set, if you Shigenja's water, the movement will not be negated. And... Seriously, go home. If the personality moves, they bow, and... They can't move again this turn, so it's yeah. it's really really. It's, seriously, stay off my provinces. Yeah. All yeah, the, no. I mean, it, it does require you to bow the Shigenja, which to me largely relegates it to a honor. defensive deck. Yeah. I mean, you you're more intimately familiar with the Phoenix guys than I do. When I think about the Phoenix Water Shigenja, a lot of times I think about all those little cavalry dudes right. who like to attack. Right. I mean, the little cavalry dudes like to attack. On the other hand, toss that on Mizuhiko, navally do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, you can't still, yeah, get rid of my little pud, get rid of your much bigger annoying guy, that or that one cavalry guy you actually had to defend against me. Right. And then I'll go ahead and just load up my, my stuff elsewise. Any other, any of the other spells you're actually going to put in one of your decks? One with uh, the world? But we're not talking about that yet. Enlightenment so. in a second, yeah. Uh, yeah, flow of water, slap naval on one of your... Those right, random I mean, cab guys. Right, I mean, full of the water. I feel like most of most of the water skins in the game already have cavalry or naval, so you're giving them the other. I don't know that it's worth a gold and a card just to trigger that. 
I mean, honestly, the, the most exciting thing for that is sort of to combo it with Consumed by Five Fires because you're making them naval and you're giving them another attachment for the attachment stack that Consumed by Five Fires wants you to be. Yeah. I don't know what else we have in spells. Whirlwind, another, what are these, three or four of these Bow My Guy, Bow Your Guy cards yeah. in this set. There's Hands a lot of, of that going around. Just weird. I don't even know what to, exactly how that... It restricts movement. Like, for the rest of the turn, any movement has to be to, like, that one specific province. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's cavalry meta is a large part of it. Because it's after infantry maneuvers. Okay, so it stops them. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Fires of the Heart seems okay, but yeah. I don't know if that makes it in. You've got a lot of... You already have a lot of things to value Shigenja to. Right, I have a lot of things to value my Shigenja to, and, uh, I mean, my, my mixed Samurai Shigenja deck, I don't really want spells. I just want, like, two or three Shigenja. I, I want very few Shigenja. I don't want spells because they're, I mean, I, I don't want to have to guarantee that I'll have a Shigenja to play it on. Um, plus, because I'm that's being played out of the Samurai Shigenja mix box out of TST, unlike these other ones, I have to telegraph it. We talked about the spells. We haven't talked about the Shigenja yet. So we already mentioned the non-Shigenja Shiba Goto. So let's go to his buddy Isawa Toshio. If you check out the flavor text on those two, uh, they're best buds. They well, or at least they're traveling together. Hmm. So I, I I like the interconnected flavor text. It doesn't have the sort of continuing story put forth in the the magistrate ones, but right. Toshio, I, I mean that ability is not that exciting now that no. Wooden Barricade is out there. But right. if he is a three four for six. Right. I mean if it weren't for warding barricades, I would totally go for him. I mean the to to me the, the weakness of him is that we've I mean I would rather play him in the honor deck to move my spells around and just We've already got enough six gold better than three personal honor for that. Takahiro, military statted sort of guy, but... The, the earth attacking Shugenja just hasn't coalesced. It's water is attacking, so, yeah. Yeah, well, he's a, he's a, I mean, he's a mid-range military personality. Neither, you know, you're not, you're not getting a guy for that fast swarm sort of deck in this set. Even the Cavalry Water Shugenja now costs seven and has two base fours. <laughs> right. like, no more guys that cost six and have three base fours. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she she gets bigger. Part of the reason she has a lower base force is she gets bigger with spells. But well, you still have to give her spells. Yeah. I think that's all your guys. Yeah. I think that's all the spells, so... I suppose you can start <laughs> drooling about one with the world now. Oh, I love that card. Uh, I mean, I, I just feel like this takes one with the world by itself takes enlightenment from uh, a janky deck that can win, that that a mediocre player can win a few games at but not really finish well, to really making the combo start going, that you can really play an actual enlightenment deck and do well in tournaments with it. Uh, I mean, first off, because it's reusable, get back whatever ring you failed on or that got burned to the discard pile because you were trying to duel for fire and it ended up in your focus pool, so you had to focus it. 
but also just the fact that you can, okay, it's early game, I've got Void in my hand, but no way to play it. I'll just put it into play and start drawing cards like crazy, and late game, oh, I can play it now, I'll put it back in my hand and actually get it into play. I mean, plus it gives you plus one force for each of those rings. Uh, that's a really strong card. Uh, what do you think about the other Enlightenment cards that are laying around in this set? Well, the um, Elemental Dis Disciple, it's a follower, but it has a battle action, so it, it's helping you with water. I mean, one of the problems with Enlightenment decks is it's hard to put in cards that don't help you out with at least one ring, if not two or three. Um, so it does have a battle action, so it's helping you for water, but it's only helping you with water. It costs you three. Uh, but it's a really good ability. Looking, looking at your fate deck and rearranging them and getting another battle action so it doesn't actually cost you the battle action, the, the tempo. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's what I thought it was. I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's not quite just water. It's obviously a very water design sort of right. thing in that it lets you chain actions together. But, I mean, rearranging the top of your deck can help a anything that's combo-rific likes to look at its top of the deck. Right. It can also specifically help set you up for fire. True. But, I mean, it's only going four cards deep for fire, so that's, you're, you're only changing you're, you're one card in your focus pool. Yeah, well, it, it, only, it, it, it only changes one card in your focus pool, but changing between a three and a four can make a big difference when you have to focus it, too. True. And it can also give you a Danger Will Robinson, your focus pool is going to be all threes, so maybe you Point. don't want to... Maybe you want to drop the door right now. now, yeah. But but yeah, it's it's not a big help towards enlightenment, and it's something that costs gold. Right. So I, I know it's not really enlightenment specific, but what is costed in here? The other ring-related mm -hmm. card is attuned to the elements, which lets you pick a monk or shugenja for every ring you have into play and give them plus three force. I don't see how I can play with a deck that does nothing when I don't have a ring in play. Right, that's or, not going to go into an enlightenment deck because it doesn't get you started. Uh, I mean, if if it let you choose one no matter what, even if you had no rings, it would go in, but because it you can't play it without rings... Yeah, if, uh, if I have to have... I mean, on, honestly, that goes ring. into a, a deck that is using one with the world just to drop rings because they're good and has no intention of actually enlightening, but is it going to come smash your face mm. with these rings in play? Now, if I had a stronghold that put rings in the play, I'm allowed if to use only. strongholds from, like, Lotus? Right? No. Because there, uh, there was that military, Dragon's Heart Dojo was garbage in Lotus, yeah. but it wouldn't be terrible. There was that one where you get to start with a ring in play. Yeah, I really don't. <laughs> reprint House of, House of Dow, but uh, we can hope. Okay. That's it for all you spell slingers. Woo! Well, we had our cast of thousands of ninja, so do they get to talk now that we're in the scorpion segment? Yeah, let's give them a, a few seconds to say whatever you want, guys. Anything you want to say. Oh, those, well, that's a good point. Th those were some amazing points. I, I yeah, think I, I think we're all better per people for having heard what you just said. Yes, now. Not only am I great at L five R from hearing that, but I think I'm a better human being. Yes, I think we all are. We all learned a little something. Yes, which is funny because normally Scorpion personalities really like to make you 
be a terrible, dishonorable scum of a human being. Yeah. It's funny how that works. Hmm. Yes. Like that Bayushi Derisu guy. I, I hear he makes you look bad. Yeah. Well, it's the snappy clothes. And anybody else just looks bad when he's around. Yeah, actually, I hate Bayushi Derisu because in my, you know, random bad distribution, I had a box with, you know, some things I had only one, zero or one copies of in comments, and eight of him, and then my other box had six copies of him, and then he's in, fixed in the starter deck, too. <laughs> so I have about a million Bayushi Derisus. I could deck. never went to see. Because he's so snazzy looking. I'm gonna, I can't, you, you can't even deck back with him. You're not allowed to use legal cards for deck Oh, yeah. Backers. They changed that, didn't they? Thankfully. Yes. Yeah, I wish you couldn't use cards at all for deck backers, but oh well. So, yes, Derisu, 4-3-7, come in, dishonor a guy. Every deck, every keyword a magistrate deck would once, or the dishonor deck would once. Right. Pretty handy. Bayushi Jetsushi. Amazing. N- no. No. Ba- Bayushi Jetsushi is terrible. Don't <laughs> ever put him in a deck. Your opponent will think that you're a bad player when you flip him up, and you wouldn't want that. Just go ahead and toss all your copies now. Yes. So you're not even tempted. Burn them. Destroy them. Yeah, you trust trust us. We have your best interest at heart. I am not a crook. <laughs> okay, no. You, you've yeah. been listening to the ninjas too much. <laughs> you're starting to sound like a scorpion. Yes. Okay, so Bayushi Jetsushi is ridiculous. Yes. He would yes, be... Yes. Good... If he just had the battle ability, his limited ability is... He, he would be really good with either one of those abilities. With Having both. Having both. He's filthy. Yeah, he's filthy. He, he is. It just... Uh, and they... In addition to those two, the Scorpion Dishonor mess gets another guy in... Bayushi, was it? Kahoku? I can't keep track of all my battles in that guy's name. Yeah, so... Basically, five fours for six, who's mostly shooting people with range fives. Yeah. I mean, unlike the other two, though, that's what I like to see in uh, Dishonor people, is he is obviously built to go on the offensive once they once they become Dishonored. I like him a lot. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what's restrictions on him? Oh, you, you can't, you, you're not going to be able to shoot the followers with ranged fives, because they're never Dishonorable. Hmm. So, a nice Taoist archer is still a defense against TV, even though it's battle range five, but you'll surely be able to find someone you can shoot in the face for battle range five, and with things like Bayushi Jatsushi and Bayushi Derisu, your opponent will always have dishonorable yeah. targets uh, to get it. Yeah, they, they thought building an all-unique deck would save them. No, sorry. Yeah, so oh, we've already gone through the magistrate and courtier sorts of things. Generally, anything that requires your opponent to be dishonorable is a little bit better right. at a scorpion because they have a much easier time. Right, they have the two you. we just named, and then some... <laughs> Then, oh, on to our favorite scorpion theme, Ninja. Oddly enough, the one ninja personality in the set seems like she might prefer to play out of themes other than Ninja. Uh, she seems, yeah, I mean, she's certainly good in Ninja, but she's, she's just as, uh, she, you're right, it's, she's better out of Ninja simply because most of the really good people are non-Ninja. Yeah, I mean, the the ninja personality base, I think, has a more consistent power level. Right. There isn't any one individual ninja where they're just 
completely right. So so amazing that you want to get Batman is good, but. But, you know, still, there is a... Right, a, I mean, the Ninja Baby is good, but you don't really want to throw her for the Ninja Baby. That feels silly. Uh, let's see. But you do get some other really good cards for Ninja in this set. Hidden Valley. Delicious. Uh, plus, plus one force to all your opposed Ninja. Yeah. Art the, of Nunjutsu. Uh, I, all of my Ninja have Cavalry. I find that ish. card hilarious, yeah. Cavalry-ish. I, I really like it. It seems to me its best use is... I'm going to send my two ninja that can take the province unopposed. Yeah. If you assign against me, I'll bring in the rest of my army. But if you don't bring in against me, I'll leave the rest of my army for defense. It's sort of a poor man's rallying cry at that point, but it has some other uses too. And it also, I, I bet unicorn players will love when Crooked <laughs> Dex put that down. Right, our cav on the D, yeah, they will... Everyone is cavalry on defense. Let's see. Smoke cover... I hear that's good. That yeah, that is an amazing card. Yeah, I see some other stuff that's good but not as mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, Night Night Watchers. I don't know if Night Watchers is amazing, but Night Watchers is really good and good for playing again. Effectively, you're going to try to use him as negation. Right. I mean, try to cancel, shoot your guy. No. Cancels always quality. Yeah. Well, anything that targets a guy without attachments. Oh, suddenly I've got an attachment. Eh, never mind. So much, so much for that, actually. Yeah. What's that? You can't. You want to unmaking my really awesome ninja? Uh, no, thanks. Yeah. Essence of death. We talked about that when we sort of made our our ninja deck. I think Trevor liked it. I didn't like it as much because I. It's still just a force pump swing. Yeah, I mean it's just a force swing. It's. But still, would, it, you know, maybe a plus, you know, a, a force swing of eights, not shabby. Right, but, I mean, if if you've set it up, it can be a huge force swing, but it's still just a force swing. I'd rather have something wacky, I don't know. Battle kill you. Battle kill, I, yeah. I don't want something wacky. <laughs> See, the other one, Mysterious Ailment, thankfully is restricted to exclusively oh, ninja decks. Yeah, because that would be broken in other scorpion decks. Yeah, just open, bow a guy, dishonor him. Reduce all honor gains that the opponent gets for a turn. Yeah, that's that's amazing. It's not shabby, and, and and it for for people who you know when sometimes the military clans that don't have great printed force like your monks and your ninja, you know they say, oh well, how does it beat honor? Well, there you go. There's a another nice anti honor meta card right. for for the ninja deck. Right. I mean that's especially nice anti honor meta because. Since it's bowing somebody in the open, it's it works even if they're not playing honor. Yeah. Let's see, of course, the stronghold for this set, Fortress of Black and Sight. Scorpion players have been complaining that they want a stronghold that has a province strength, Done. that has a battle action, Done. and that they don't like the ran- semi-randomness of the of the, the bitter lies of the bitter lies mechanics. Look at the top of your deck and done. Done. So. That's that's it. Officially, there is permitted to be no more complaining about Scorpion Strongholds, right? No, there will be no more complaining about that I'm ever. sure that will totally happen. No one will ever complain about this Stronghold. But it, it's got a solid battle ability. Uh, it's got that limited ability is really handy, generally. Yeah, I mean, that's just a, f- a really cool ability. Even if you didn't have the Bitter Lies people comboing off of it, just the ability to... Pick your card draw for this turn. 
Yeah, that ability by itself is not Tetsukama. No, it's no Tetsukama. It also Mura, comes with but... a battle action. Yeah. So, oh yes, that's right. That's the other thing. And the box workman bat. Yes. So, uh, who did they get for Kensei personalities? Is is that a not clan champion? Yes, that is not Miyoko? clan is champion. Is she any good? You think? What, what is that? It, yeah, I mean, they're to say she's she's got battle kill you, right? And then another way to help make sure that you really do die. What what is there to go on? Let's see. What other fun do Kensei get? You get the actual Kensei personality, Shigehiro, who's got a pretty decent free gold generate well heck, it's card remember I used to remember Yoritomo Rai? Yeah. Draw a card, make four gold. Right. Battle. Give someone a force penalty. Draw a card. Mm-hmm. Produce four gold to pay for it. That's pretty good. Right. Uh, you, I mean, especially when you can set it up with a new box. You're setting it up with a new box. You're looking at the top of your deck. Oh, hey, look. There's there's a weapon there. And, you know, at the very least, you can always just hand out a force penalty if you have no weapon on right. on top. He's not a Kensei, but there's Bayushi Himaru, who would probably be, out of all the Scorpion decks, would probably most naturally slot into a Kensei deck because he's a reasonably priced cavalry tactician mm. and being able to throw weapons on top of that right. is pretty solid. Weapons, they get the same weapons as the other Kensei decks. They get Takakami Mura like the other Kensei decks. But they also get Bitter Lies Student, which is another just amazing card. You remember how Rising Sunblade is ridiculous? Yeah. Scorpion gets played with six copies of it. Now. Awesome. I just Nothing for the... Well, I'll say there's nothing to complain about on that card. Nothing for the guy playing it to, <laughs> to complain about. But I, but if you think about... it, Obviously, it's narrow in duration, but think about what walking in the way costs. Four gold and bowing your, your guy. Yeah. It's amazing. Again, obviously, this is only getting one type of card, but it's just zero, limited. Get your best weapon now. The Scorpion can say, I think are now, like the Dragon Kensei, uh, with this set, in a position where you can actually bring them to a tournament without it being laughable. Generally, I, I think that Scorpion got a lot of, of cards that, that are good. In, in a set that, I think I've mentioned, I look through a lot of cards and see things that are like, oh, that seems good, but it's got its drawbacks, it's not perfect, does it go into the deck, does it not, Is how much of an improvement is it, what's over there. Uh, a lot of more incremental uh, powering up Scorpion. Or, or gets, some of them just sideways power up where you're changing effects. Yeah, Scorpion as a clan just gets a, a lot good of half toys. a dozen cards that are just, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So they, they should be looking forward to the new environment. This is the Strange Assembly News Desk for October 14th, 2010. As a note, unlike prior news desks, this one was not recorded at the same time as the rest of the episode. It's been taking me longer to do the editing, so the news desks have been a little out of date. In announcements this week, a special honor event was announced for the World Championships, similar to the presentations at Gen Con. 
This event will have each clan answer the question, how would your clan stop the destroyers? Due to distribution problems with Empire at War, Empire at War wrappers will be worth 10 Koku each when submitted to AEG before January 28, 2011. In recent tournament news, the Emerald Championships were won by Ornitov with Spider, who donated his points to Jigoku. The honor event at the Emerald Champs was won by Rustin Saul of the Mantis, who kept the points for his clan. A level 10 Sanctified Ones event in Dublin, California was won by Mark Johnson with Dragon, who kept the points and chose Tamori Wotan. The Reykjavik winner's choice was won by Andre Erlingsson with Spider, who gave his points to the Empire and chose the Tiger's Claw keyword. The Sao Paulo winner's choice event was won by Bruno Hoffman with Crab, who kept the points and chose the Jade Hand keyword. The Bordeaux winner's choice event was won by Lawrence Simon with Scorpion, who donated his points to the Empire and chose the Iron Flower keyword. As always, if I've horribly mangled your name, feel free to... Let us know at strangeassembly at gmail.com, and I'll correct it next time. In recent stories, The Return of Dark Fire by Rusty Prisk was published on October 8, 2010. Miramoto Ichizo and Kasuga Keigo travel to the Dragonlands with news that the Dark Covenant of Fire, which could be used to permit Tomori Chasai to return to Rogugen, had been lost. The two samurai traveled to the Northern Towers of Flame, warning the sentries there to watch for signs of Chisai's approach, but then realized that Chisai himself would have no need for so mundane an entrance. Elsewhere, Tomori Fataba, Tomori Akana, and Tomori Sugi sought to regain access to the ruins of Shiro Tomori, when their efforts were interrupted by the appearance of the Dark Oracle of Fire. Sugi attempted to attack Chisai, but was destroyed for his efforts. The Dark Oracle made it clear that he considered not only the ruins of the castle, but the mountains, the lands of the Tomori, and indeed the lands of the entire Dragon Clan to be his home, and those residing there to be trespassers. Proclaiming that the lands and their lives were his to do with as he pleased, Tomori Chasai released the volcano known as the Wrath of the Kami. Also published on October 8, 2010, was Darling of the Season by Lucas Twyman, wherein we learned that Moto Kang is a really, really annoying jerk. Also, a snow maiden leads Kang and Horiuchi Nabane to a huge detachment of Kalima's demons that have been frozen solid. The snow maiden described Jigoku's selection of Kalima as its champion as a response to Tengoku anointing Iweko, and informed the two unicorn that the heavens would not tolerate Jigoku's efforts to destroy that which belonged to the new lady of the heavens. Before she left, the Snow Maiden also noted that it was only Kang's sword that protected him from her wrath. That's it for the Strange Assembly News Desk for October 14th, 2010. Well, next, let's talk about Kalima's Horde. Oops, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well, not not yet, not yet. Soon, but not yet. I know a lot of Spider players are panicking about the fact that, you know, there's actually a little bit of organized opposition, but I, I think as of when we're recording, Jigoku's still down by 37. Right, isn't it still something like 2 to 1, something? Well, it, you know, it's still more than 2 to 1, I think, but, I mean, the differential is what's important, and they're right, the- 16 if... 
Somebody wins Worlds, eight if Obsidian Champs is there. What do you have? There's Obsidian and Topaz left. Topaz is kind of its own beast because right. it's the only tournament that runs as a booster draft. But that's not actually about Empire or cards. Mm. And they got some good it ones. It is if they're booster drafting Empire or, which I hope they're not because that would be horrible. Yeah, well, not only are there the token tokens. runs, which they always seem to have with the tokens, but I, I like draft. I actually like playing draft with base sets. Mm. I don't like playing draft with expansions. There are too yeah. many cards that are specific. specific and narrow, especially now that everything is broken down by themes. I mean, you know, there, are, there are so many cards that are target your Paragon, target your Ninja, target your, you know. Right, even if I get the right clan... I may get all these Scorpion Magistrates, but all these ninja actions and still yeah, be unable it, to play the, them. Yeah, the, the base set is the one that's got the more generic, generic sort of things that you can just kind of pile into the deck. But that that's still not really about Empire of War, is it? So no. let's start at the start and take it away. My name is Simpson Bartholomew J. That's Daigatsu Hitako with a naval almost kill you, and I think that's pretty sick. Yeah, naval shut you down is, yeah. I mean, especially, I mean, with Spider, that's probably going to be your only naval, so there's no competition for the naval action. Yeah, well, it's... Yeah, she, really she, quality. Yeah, na- naval in non-Mantis clans is kind of like somebody with a built-in sneak attack. I remember right. you liking that built-in sneak attack. Just, just a little. Yeah, it's just restrictive in what ability you want to use. Luckily... I don't think that you'll ever feel bad about no. being stuck using Hitako's <sighs> ability. Zeroing out somebody's force leaves them a lot of options. Zeroing them out and they don't get to perform actions, yeah, they're worthless. Yeah, I mean, at that point, they're pretty much just presence. The other Paragon personality is Daigatsu Akihime. So, is she worth it for just cheap raw force? I don't know. It's another one of those. I she really depends on the virtue, the the power of the dark virtues, and there are some quality dark virtues. Yeah, I mean she's just force. I don't know. Yeah, I think she's a a reasonable card in that, you know, she's boxable and maybe an okay amount of force early on, but you're probably gonna have a harder time abusing her because you don't want to just dump a bunch of your dark right. virtues in your discard pile. But then later on, you may you, you won't absolutely you might not absolutely loathe flipping her later in the game because even though you know she still doesn't have an ability or anything, she at least has a nice big huge chunk of force by the time you get to a last battle right. and a bunch of dark virtues are getting played. So uh, she's got a lot of a little pickup either way. The dark paragons also get two cards, one like the lion who got one Bushido Virtue and one Paragon Targeting Action. The Spider get one Dark Virtue and one Paragon Targeting Action. The Dark Virtue is Wrath, and the Paragon Action is Merciless Tactics. What do you think about those? I think Wrath is a really strong card. I mean, it's got that really nasty limitation of you have to hit a personality without attachments, but the fact that you can use it open to bow somebody or in battle to kill... The, the versatility alone, without even discussing the... I mean, both of those are really good actions. Open, battle, open, bow somebody, battle, kill somebody. 
both really good, combining them in one, good. Yeah, well, I think you have to have that restriction built in there. I mean, we... Well, yeah, we it would be those... amazing without that restriction. Yeah, and if you if you think about the sort of things that you often want to do with the open bow my guy to bow your guy, it's I want to bow a guy who's as much of a putt as possible to bow your guy who's as big of a threat as possible. But even if I'm bowing some five-force paragon, then you're not bowing down Tomago or some other clan champion. You're not bowing down that huge attachment-laden unit. So it, you're getting more versatility than those open bow but you're, you're never going to get the huge punch L- largely shooting for, okay, I bow down your, you know, one guy that you were going to attack me with, you know, to some random pud you were going to attack me with, or right. I in battle, I just get to be, okay, I bow my random guy to kill your random guy, which is still solid, but, and it, it has to be given the, the versatility. Right. Merciless Tactics is also solid. I Yeah, I mean, free gun. move in. Yeah, move in and straighten the unit. Mm. I, you know, it, no, it's not free, unrestricted, unopposed move-in, but, you know, you've got both the if-they're-opposed clause and the if-they-assign-their if they clause. Yeah. So if your guy gets, you know, presently sent home, yeah. or at the end of a battle, if you've wiped out the other side and, you know, your guy's still randomly sitting at home. Right. Back on in, about everything you could ask for in a move-in card, really. Uh, let's see, the spider also got, let's see, for their undead in Shugenja, I hear Breeder has worked out well for them. Yes. That deck gets Daigatsu Shaiko, Ugaro, and I guess Goju Katsume because he's Shugenja? Or he doesn't really synergize well with yeah, the deck? Yeah, he doesn't really synergize well with anything particularly, but, I mean, he's... He's one of those that's... He seems like a quality card. I mean, just a Rage rage 4 against Chi, we were talking about that earlier, is quality, because very few people have more than 4 Chi. Yeah, well, it's it probably needs to be ranged against Chi, because he does bow himself, and as we've yeah. said a lot, it, it's a definite... That's <laughs> a definite cost. A definite yeah. cost on a, on a ranged attack card. Poor Daigatsu Shaiko, abandoned in the Shadowlands, apparently, by Sep and Tashime. Destroy your pud you don't care about, destroying enemy card without attachments. I'm sure that that shambling undead yeah, I'll, will I'll kill a zombie. sacrifice himself. Yeah. I'll uh, kill a zombie to kill your Chag's armor or naked dude. I'm happy with both of those. And what about Agaro? I know you have things you want to say about Agaro. I do. I just thought he looked ugly. Yeah, I, I I really like the art in the set overall, but that one looks a little too just cartoonish. Yeah, I, I feel like Batman should be fighting him. <laughs> it's a uh, croc. Yeah, although I, I do like that Uguru crushes somebody's legs. I mean, that makes him sound like he works for the mob. He's an enforcer. Yeah, well, and it's got... You pay us your money or we're going to break your legs. De- decent force for his gold cost... And he is one of a couple of cards in this set that bows something and then negates its straightening. There, are, there aren't as many of those as there are move them and then stop their movement or right. kill them if they negate the movement, but uh, he's definitely going along with the I negate your negation. Right, well, it's also fun because he bows it, he keeps it bowed, and he prevents its moving, so they can't run away. That's, That's right. That whatever he hit is definitely going to die. 
Or they need to come up with a way to actually win right. the battle. Um, nah, that's but, crazy. Let's see. We, we missed I, the Oni. Well, no, the, well, the Oni's in the non-human things, but I, right, well, I'm we're trying to remember what the human. spell is, because I know you said that there was a spell that had an honor loss on it. Uh, there was so a spell, what I, but I don't... Forget, oh, it's preparing the bodies. That's right. Yeah. It's very forgettable. Let's not worry about it. No wonder we forgot it. Death is not the end, limited by a dead guy. That's, I mean, it's Shugenja only, but you killed, you actually managed to kill Udo. I'm going to bring him back. Yeah, that's um, annoying, frankly. At least it's got to be late on. I mean, you've got to have a dead guy, but also late in the game, you often have extra gold as you're getting lower on provinces, so it you get to trade that. At that point, you're often happy to trade the Fate slot for another Dynasty slot. Right. Oh, and you get the guy right away instead right. of at the end of the turn. But that that seems like something that could be worked in. Okay, you want to talk about the Oni? Let's go to the Shadowlands Beasties thing theme. Okay. Talk about the Oni. Uh, I think the Oni is amazing. Ten force for twelve gold with three really strong abilities. Bow, send home, destroy. What's not to like? I guess the only thing not to like, really, is he doesn't have any built-in Protection. resistance. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean... You it, can't have literally everything right. in one card. I mean, as, as you mentioned, uh, having a giant bullseye is not necessarily a detriment to a card's playability. No, and you can you can lead with an action from him. You, you know, use the battle killer card without attachments. And then he still has and a yeah, giant like, bullseye are, on his head. What are they going to do? Usually in a battle, you're like, okay, this guy's already used his ability, so I'll leave him alone for now. I'll go get this other guy. You know, Ekachu's like, oh, no, no, I, I got to kill your guy, and I'm, I'm still I'm still target, making yeah. you, yeah, making you make a decision. See, Garu is a non-human, so he could be in this team, too. We're going to talk to him. The goblin representative for this set, yeah. and I. he's expensive for a goblin. Yeah. He's... Not really aggressively statted or anything. His ability requires you to have a lot of goblins to be particularly effective, which eventually you get a lot of goblins, but, you know, if your goblins want to be all swarmy, he's hard to buy, and even if you buy him, his ability probably isn't going to get to bow anything in that first attack. No. So. Unless they're like Crane or Phoenix or something else with very small force, in which case, you don't really need him, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's really adding anything no. to, to the goblins. Uh, they also get the card Savagery for the the second card that rips someone's ar- someone's arm off. Yeah. I, I seriously, for my own amusement, want to put that in Phoenix just so I can use it with Hoo and Kifu. My little lady's going to rip your arm off. Yeah. Well, I, oddly enough, the, the two sort of meta things that uh, I think about with Savagery are, one... I am disappointed in the created card. The, it's the, a Tessin. Yeah, not The, the not improvised arm. weapon is a Tessin. It, but the cards that create improvised weapons are, I'm ripping your arm off. Yeah. I find this to be sad. I, I You still keep on using those old Decipher Star Wars disarmed cards, I say. <laughs> Who needs the created cards? The, the other thing is that it, it actually makes me think back to our discussion about the fire tokens, where... Look, it's a free card that gives you a permanent plus three force in the form of an attachment. Yes. There you go. Screw you, fire tokens. Eh. What do you get? That's 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 uh, my parochial biases coming out right there. <laughs> but is savagery worth it? 
minus three force permanently to another guy isn't yeah. really that big of an effect. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of like the idea of... I mean, I, yeah, it's one of those cards, I really like it, but I feel like it's sort of in the middle. If I have room, I'd like to put it in, but I don't know if it's going to make the cut that often. Yeah, you, you want to play it, but you don't want to lead with it, because it, like we were saying with the taco, oh, zeroing, just zeroing out somebody's force... Not that exciting. Not yeah. that huge a deal. This one, you're for right now, all you're doing is giving yourself a little protection and, and mm-hmm. hitting their force down. I think it's got potential. I mean, it, it gives you a plus three permanent force right. and some attachment protection, so I don't think it can be dismissed at all, but it, it has to be strategically deployed in the battle. On, on the bright side, Oni often do like, they like to kill enemy personalities by just winning the battle, bowing yeah. you and winning the battle. And you're probably quite happy after you've bound out a variety of guys and they've got one random pud sitting there going, oh, by the way, I will savagery that guy. So then. I, I'm, we're three actions into the battle. Now I'm going to savagery your guy. Make sure my force is still enough to take your province. Give myself that little extra added protection in, you know, for whatever you had left in your hand. Right. Fighter Sohei would be the last theme. They get Takakabimura and all the other Kensei stuff that we've already talked about. Their one personality is is Shinrin. Look, it's another guy who is effectively card draw. Yeah. Buying attachments. That seems playable, especially since they don't have a terribly large selection of, of Sohei still. No. Yeah, I mean, paying, paying four gold for a weapon seems like a solid Tensai ability. On offense, you can, you know, swing in. Oh, hey, look, now I can attach my weapon. Right. Even if you, as an open, it's, if the weapon's already in the pile, even if it's not generating any gold, it's still effectively card draw. And, yeah, you know, on that, that defense, if you get to assign, if, if you get to assign that guy to defend, and he does not have to be opposed, correct? Yeah, he doesn't yeah. have to be opposed. So you can either defend, give yourself that instant protection without costing yourself any gold, or you can just assign somewhere where they're not attacking. Hmm. And get a weapon. Hey, generate four gold. Even if you're just attaching a weapon out of your hand, not not bad. I hear retribution would probably <laughs> like that. Spider monks like retribution. The spider monks do have one card that's specific to them. You can tell because it says Kiho and lose honor on it. Uh, <laughs> Dragon could play that. No, they can't. Uh, uh, they could play that and then not play any more cards. They're, true. They're, they're trying. But they to, could play. They're it. trying to trick you into <laughs> thinking that dragon can play it because it's a dragon, dragon monk pictured in yeah. the art. But in fact, dragon cannot play it. Mm-hmm. Choose your performing unbound monk. Reduce the force of the target enemy personality by your guy's force. Reduce or increase the uh, province's strength by the same amount. So that's that's not only a force swing. That, that's Really, that's better than a force swing. The ninja one, I don't really like give them minus four, my guy gets plus four. That's not that great, but give their guy minus four and drill the province strength down is better because that province strength isn't coming back up. Oh, yeah, there's a reason Amori is amazing. He does the same thing. It's a really useful ability. Emory bows them, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, this one just... That one just affects their force, force, but still, manipulating province strength is really hard to mess with. I mean, it's especially helpful because, I mean, if you're on the defense and you use it to raise your province strength and then they get rid of your monk, your province strength is still up. Now I'm a 12. Yeah. Or if they're, if you're on the attack 
and their crane or dragon or honor deck, and you lower their province strength, and then they wall of honor home, and you've got no one to mess with. Their province strength is still dropped. Undying Warriors, I think, is the last spider-specific card that we haven't talked about. It's amazing. Yeah. Imperial Elite Guard has a solid ability. So this guy is 5 force for 8 gold with a good ability, and you can bring it back into play over and over and over again. Yeah. I don't think there's anything not to like about it. The fact that Spider don't have enough commanders to deadly orders it over and over and over again? I think that's something <laughs> to like about it. I think that's something else to like about it. All right. Fair enough. That's it for the Spider. Okay. Nine out of nine. Unicorn. I'm out of what little funny I had, so let's just talk about cards. Uh, I got a new Stronghold. It is very interesting. Your thoughts? I like it. Uh, I mean, it is interesting. They don't have a lot of tacticians. It requires you to be opposed, which Unicorn aren't a big fan of. But gaining a force to every all of your people who are now opposed, that's quality. Drawing a card is always good. So you just have to have one tactician, right? You have to have one tactician to not discard a card. So yeah, I mean, you you don't even have to have any tacticians. You get to draw a card and then burn a card. I think it's great. I think that if you're just calving in and your opponent isn't opposing you, then you don't use your box anyway. Right. Uh, I, mean, I think it definitely helps with the classic unicorn problem of, okay, I've busted two provinces for free. Now I'm going to be opposed. My cavalry doesn't really do anything, but I've still paid for it. I get an extra force for it. Yes, which is more than you paid for it. And mm-hmm. you get to draw a card, which is great. And a lot of unicorn decks this arc have actually been not just cavalry. I mean, it, Tomago draws a card off that and gets another plus one force. True. Because that man needed any more help. Yeah. I, I, I think it's great. I like that it actually gives you some incentive to to mess around with non-cavalry people more in Unicorn, although, I mean, they've actually been d- doing that some, and that's a huge boost. Mm-hmm. The, the Blanket Force bonus and, and card draw, even if you just card cycle, but I, I think you've got enough tacticians that you can make sure one of them's there. Right. Uh, but so that's, you know, supposed to be a... It's the tactician box. You know, you can use it without tacticians, but it's it's better with the tacticians. So let's look at the the tactician personalities. The fixed card was the unique Shinjo Dun. Uh, I like him less than the other fixed unique guys in this set. Yeah. I'm just not getting to use tactician for force. What else are you going to do with tactician? Well, you get to play tactical actions, which is what lets you draw a card. True. But that's a that's a restricted set of actions. But and Granted, you can always just tactician a card to draw a card. You don't get the first boost, but you get the cycle. Yeah, but, well, which is solid. I mean, I, this came up in the context of one of the, the, the crab scout. You know, if you just get to attack in unopposed and be battle cycle a card, yeah. that's not a shabby ability. So I don't think that Dunn is, is terrible or anything, but... 
you know, he costs nine for four fours, and he he is not proactive. Yeah. So he's not wow like Miyoko is or Kenzo is. The other tactician in this set for the unicorn is uh, Moto Minoru. You love him, right? Uh, no. I, I, I mean, just that one force just... I mean, even as a tactician, one force is tiny. I would much rather have seen him at seven gold and two force. Yeah, and the, the six force also opens him up. Uh, obviously... He's vulnerable to boxable meta, but uh, but unicorn boxables can be not vulnerable to the lion the, six gold the, the hate. six gold meta, and right. he's you know is the unicorn get access to the tactician cards, but that's largely I mean that's just the same as the ones that the lion have access to, so we right. won't go into that now. Battle maidens got a couple of new personalities: Otako Jin Lao and. Otako Fijiko experienced. I, I think everybody can agree that Miss Experienced Battle Maiden is ridiculous. Yeah. Battle, I mean, do something, draw a card. Yeah. And I mean, you, you have to be opposed, but still, drawing a card as part of your ability is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, none of this, oh, I reduce you by four force, and then I just sit there and look at you funny. No, no, right. no you're force is all the way gone, and I'm drawing a card, and her her trait, you know, gives you the possibility of really of actually honoring out, yeah. and you honor out through through winning a fight. A Taco Jin Lao, substantially less impressive. She's a card that addresses the problems that pure force reduction has. In right. That, you know, I reduce your force, and you can still do a lot of your actions. On the other hand, she's she's just a supplement. Right, she, she doesn't help. She doesn't proactively reduce the force. If somebody else reduces the force, she makes the force reduction better. Yeah, well, I mean, you've got the box that's, that's True. built in force reduction, but... But so, yeah, she's sort of... Uh, she's in one of these, I finish off a guy that I've already blown another action right. to do on. So, you know, she's okay, but... Uh, yeah, Jin Lao... By herself is is a, a really big pickup for the the battle maidens. The battle maidens also got an action downhill assault, which has force reduction and has honor gain and gives you an additional action. I think that that counts as good. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what to say. So that's one okay card for battle maidens. One amazing strategy card. One amazing unique. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> Pretty good oh. pickups for that theme this set. Jin Lao is also a commander. Is she? Oh. Yeah, the, the new Jin Lao is. The old Jin Lao was not. We. Uh, you, you mean uh, Fujiko. Oh, I'm sorry. Fujiko, yes. Yeah. Fujiko, Fujiko is a commander. Is a commander is a also. Commander. So you can use her fun in the commander stuff. I mean, you, you can, but she doesn't really... She's, she's a battle maiden. She doesn't jive with the commander's quite so well as she does with battle means. She still says battle, draw a card, out something, draw okay. a card, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, her trade isn't that big a deal. I'd still put her in a commander deck. Her force isn't amazing, but you're loading them up with followers, yeah, followers okay. anyway. And I don't think there's any commander-specific actions that care about your commander's force. So, the commanders also get Yuchi Jadaran. He's a I mean, he's a Uchi, so he's a Shugenja, another 4-4 four for 9. 
battle, move somebody to his battlefield. He has to already be at the battlefield. Right, but he doesn't require a pose, so he, if you're trying to build the I've got cavalry and not cavalry guys, he can bring your not cavalry guys in with his cavalry. Yeah, yeah, e- either one of those. Now, commanders, the unicorn commanders get the same actions that everybody else does, but basically they get their own followers because they have to be cavalry, cavalry followers. followers. So we'll start with the less sexy one, Shinzo, Shinjo's children. I think that's the most, for at four fours for five gold and cavalry, I think that's about the most raw force you're going to get on a boxable follower. Yeah. Is that enough to toss him in? I mean, I think if you're making a cav- uh, commander's deck, yeah, because it's a, the biggest... Biggest force uh, cavalry follower you're going to get. Yeah, and they and the cav followers do have. They just have less options, right? Um, and yeah, all of the amazing followers your Taoist archer, your heavy elite, your Iron Gauntlet Brotherhood are all infantry followers. Yeah, well, Mo- Moto Hunters does give you a an amazing big cav follower to go along. I think Snow Riders is is pretty solid. Yeah. And you can go along with that. So Moto Hunters... Draw you know, a card. Boom. Okay. Done. Sold. Yeah. And that's and that's unopposed draw a card. It also has the ability to if you bow are opposed, an bow infantry personality. Yeah. Uh, but that's optional. Right. So. And, I mean, it, it gets through the followers. It just straight up bows an infantry personality. Yeah. Which is going to be, you know, most of them, I guess. Yeah. At some point, somebody's going to be annoyed that you know, my, well, yeah. or well, my the one early early battle, the one guy that my opponent actually assigns to defend is his one cavalry guy, right. so I can't bow who, him. Who's but, in my face? I can't bow him. But you know, Bo- Moto Hunters, I think is gonna. Well, yeah, no, it'll live. It'll be like, oh, I guess I'll just draw random cards and then kill you with those. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I think that's a nice addition because I know I've I've seen some unicorn. I've, I've heard some unicorn players comment that they just don't have the infantry, just don't have the follower options. And I think Moto Hunters is a, a help in that respect. What do we have left? Scouts. The scouts get Shinjo J. Lar, who I only have copies of because he was accidentally fixed. Even though he's a rare, he was accidentally fixed in the Unicorn starter decks. He's 4 fours for 8 this time, and he's got a reaction that synergizes with that sort of scouty right, blitz stuff. Right. It, it works amazingly well with their worst box and their jankiest deck. I don't know that you would actually play it in a real deck, but in that janky scout, I'm going to buy people out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, I don't know if the, the guys that bring themselves in for free or something in the middle of the battle of that janky. Although, yeah, the stronghold. Stronghold, not, yeah. Not great. You know, we've already gone over all the scouts cards. I get scout cards. I guess it bears mentioning again that there's a possible extra use for the unicorn for secure secured borders to, to just, just not increase the province strength, but just use it to recon a bunch of provinces. Right. But there's, you know, there, there's definitely an, a, a dis-synergy between cavalry and and recon. recon. yeah. Mechanic. I think the only unicorn guy we haven't talked about yet is Moto Shanyu, who is one of those infantry guys, but I, I really like him. We talked about Rakai's Yumi. Move in, ranged four is good. As long as you've got a cavalry guy there, 
he can move in. So, you know, you, you assign your cavalry. There's no defense. Chan, you just gets to hop in along with your, along with your cavalry. Right. Well, and he's an amazing bluff card because what you can do is you can if they've got three provinces left or two provinces left and a few defenders, you can throw him at a province. They're probably going to pile in in front of him. Send your cav to another province. Resolve the cav province. Move him in with the rest of the cav. Yeah, because the, the, the know, cav can, don't have to be opposed. Yeah, and and you can always just choose to if they don't pile in to oppose him and they just spread out. Well, you know, right. You can just pile in on his thing, or you can also, if you don't assign him during infantry maneuvers, you can assign a few cav. He has pseudo cav. Yeah, if they if they try to fight you then you can end up moving him into the battle. If not, then he's still sitting at home, ready to defend. Right. And, and that's sort of... That's all we got for the Purple Ponies. Well, if this was an episode of Jeopardy!, we'd probably call this category Potpourri. But it's not, so let's just call it the rest of this stuff. So, Bishamon's Guidance. I, I hear that that card's pretty good. Yeah, it suffers from the problem that you can only have one Celestial out at a time, and so many clans have just amazing Celestials, but other than that, yeah, it's pretty good. Well, when you combine some of the Celestials that we've seen now with the fortunes and the dragons, you may actually be getting to a place where you'd want to put three or four of those in your deck instead of one clan celestial. I mean, in this, it's got a real effect when it comes into play, mm-hmm. plus two fours permanently, especially if you can get that, you know, I buy a guy turn two, turn three, I hit it. I know it it suffers from the, oh, I, I do my border keep on turn one. I've looked at seven cards. If I see something like Bishamon's Guidance right there, I'm not going to have a guy in play. Right. But, but you know, it actually does still have a real ability. Battle. Oh, look, it destroys something. Battle destroys something. Is right. Solid. Um, certainly, certainly a solid Celestial. Just, yeah. again, hard to hard to slot those in. Asana Woe's Guidance. Mostly a better version of the Fire Dragon's Guidance, because you yeah. probably don't have Ring of Fire Probably around. not. Battle fatigue. That's I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's uh, versatile enough that someone will play it. Yeah. So that's for me one of those border cards. If I'm at 37 cards and I need something to put in, I can see putting that in. But once I hit 40, 42 cards and I'm looking for, for things to cut, that's pretty quick on the chopping block. Perfect aim. That doesn't seem worth it. Mm. Superior mobility, on the other hand, does. I like those two abilities. Yeah. Also, I like the art. This was the last card left that I wanted to make a point out of mentioning that I like the art. The illustrator is David Horn. I don't know who David Horn is, but I, I like superior mobility. I, I certainly like the art. Yeah, I, it's a fire chicken. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Why would a guy in reddish armor with big fiery wings be a phoenix? I... I, I think it's a mantis. It's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Ultimate you Sacrifice. Need, you need to work on that story. Ultimate Sacrifice. You willing to spend two cards to kill a target enemy card without attachments? Sometimes, yes. You willing to do it often enough to put in a deck? 
Mm. Maybe. Mm. You know what I'm not willing to put into a deck? Card that, An action card that costs six gold? Yeah. And that does not do nearly enough by the time you get around to... Reducing it back down it to zero. Free. So weight of numbers. I'm not a pass fan. Yeah. Oh, I think there's another couple of pass-worthy Ronin, so let's just skip over them. We'll even, stop. Even Masakazo's little brother? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Especially the other guy. Uh, we'll <laughs> stop on Rust Tick Tick long enough to say hi, Rusty. Yay! Squeak! Let's glaze over another couple of holdings that we'll ever play to stop on Hidden Entrance. And note, again, this is what happens when we actually play attention to the art and the flavor text. The title and the flavor text of this card are about using a hidden entrance to sneak in and attack someone more effectively. Right. And yet the card is usable only on defense. That was actually the biggest disjoint it's, I found between it's flavor and It's because you're ambushing function. them when they use your hidden entrance. Yeah, that's, that's pushing it a little far. Oh, wooden barricade. Is that card any good? No, it's horrible. Don't put it in your deck. Just give them all to me. Because it's that bad of a card. Okay. You have to stop doing that. It wasn't funny the first time I did it, and that's like the third time this episode. We, we've been talking too long, haven't we? Probably. You guys have been listening too long. Sorry about that. Yeah. Oh, I don't think anyone's still listening at this point. We can say whatever we want. But let's not. Okay. Wooden, wooden Barricade is amazing. Yes. Just being able to shift your attachments around, no more worrying about, oh, that naked guy you just brought out. You know, your Rising Sunblade is always going to be on whoever you want to defend with. It's and just so clearly that, amazing that there's very little yeah, to say. Any deck that uses attachments should play with it. The events. We've got a couple of events in Fortune's fa- Fortune Favors the Bold and Untouchable Escort that fall into, a, I think, an interesting and common dilemma for events in that they seem like they have a, they have a really nice effect, but... Because you don't get to control when it happens, they never seem to make it in. Do you, do you think it'll be any different for these events? No. I mean, yeah, I was just saying, with, with the Bishman's Guidance, these events even more suffer from the problem of you really want to see them mid to late game when you've got some people out, but right now, the, because of the border keep, you're churning through so much of your deck early that you'll hit these events before you're ready for them. Yeah. On the other hand, crossing the Forbidden Sea seems like people will play with it. Yeah, well, because it's punishment, if that one comes up early, maybe you're okay with that. I mean, especially... Well, it, it doesn't do anything if it comes up early, but... Right. Well, I mean, it, it might dull that for that lion blitz. People play with Imperial Senses. It's kind of a variant on that. It doesn't yeah. bow guys down but it stops them from defending when you, if you attack this turn. It stops them from attacking you on your next turn. And, as you mentioned, it does hit Lion, not just right. Boxables. Mountainous region is very weird. There's so many things going in there. You're the defender. You get to choose the order of battles. People can't move in there, and you get a bonus while defending there. This is not going to get into a deck, is it? No. It's... I wish it could. It's, it's, right, it's got such a grab bag of effects. Right. I mean, again, it's another one of those cards. If I'm at 39 cards, I can see myself putting it in. But all too often, while building a deck these days, I'm at 50 cards when I'm 
done building, and that's right on top of the chopping block? Yeah, there are just so many interesting, but not quite good enough, mm. celestials and events and regions. Oh, let's skip over the second worst card. Bridging the Gap. <laughs> Bridging the Gap, yeah, the second worst card in the set. Bridging the Gap's and not... And jump to the worst card in the set. No, no, because no. I think we should mention Clan Conflict, because it's interesting. I don't think it's good enough to get played because it's not unwanted mediation. It's a you know battle open that punishes somebody for playing without a clan guys, but that's all it does. Right. I mean, it's another one of those draft cards that you're never going to put it into your deck unless you're drafting. Draft or seal, then you're putting it. In, maybe not seal. Draft. You're you're putting it in the deck, but yeah. I think it's intended to be a constructed style card. I mean, there's certainly been a lot of out of clan guys. The the Pecaloni gets played, Gedeu gets played out of clan all the time, Tamago gets played out of time. I mean, unaligned guys, it, it shuts them down, okay. but there are going to be entire decks that you... Don't see it. It doesn't see any use against, so the question becomes whether or not that's that's enough of meta. If somebody's getting brought in out of clan, they're usually good. And True. being able to bow down two of their best guys is, is not a bad ability. I think it, it, it maybe like Startling Attack, Potent Effect... Not, effects, not but wide so application limited. Yeah. means that it, it might have issues. Skipping over Endless Rain, too, which is doesn't Bad. seem playable. But yeah. Protect the Caravan. You know, one Koku has been played. I remember when Gift was a Gift of Rice that had to get errated. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this definitely seems like a really strong card. Playing with Mitsuko, who does the same thing over and over again, that's really good. If you're playing an attachment-heavy deck, it's really good. If you're one of those clans that likes your diamond mine, yes, that's really good. I don't know how many people like diamond mine other than Mitsuko, but Border Village is all over the place, and I mean, if you can play that as zero, produce four gold, right. use this only to pay for an attachment is kind of how it works out. You bow the Border Village for the attachment, you straighten it and use it to buy a guy later. Right. So I think that that has, has potential. Uh, Travel Light is another interesting one. It's Celestial Meta. Is that right. only the second Celestial Meta we've seen after Lost Path? Yeah, I think so. I think that is. But yeah, that Celestial well, shows up. I, I like it because in addition to being Celestial Meta, it's actually helpful if you want to play multiple Celestials. If you're like, oh, I've got the Celestial I want to play already in play, and your second flips... I'm going to keep my old one, thanks. Makoto is already guiding me. I'm yeah. sorry, Bishamon, you'll have to wait your turn. Yes. That is another function, and it's got a tolerable battle ability yeah. on it. I, mean, I don't know how many... You're never going to draw the card, but yeah. battle straighten is good. Yeah. There may be one guy in a lion deck somewhere that you still draw a card off of. I think yeah. maybe they had somebody who's maybe. playable who's just Lion Clan Samurai. Right. But... I don't think that's even playable. No. Right. Okay. I, I don't think there are any Phoenix Clan personalities at all that have. Well, that's because they all either say Phoenix Clan Samurai Yojimbo or Phoenix Clan Shugenja Elemental Keyword. Right. Especially with the themes now, everybody has a clan alignment. Everybody has a profession. Right. And then everybody has a theme keyword. Right. So it very very. very I think I think that's just a little. That's flavor. a little flavor thing yeah. in there. The card's called Travel Lights, so you only have two keywords. Hey, you get to draw a card, which brings us to what I think is the worst card in the set, Hired Thugs. Yeah. Don't play this. No. 
Ancient Tome, are you willing to bow your stronghold and draw a card? Yes. I am not willing to play with it because it's a two-focus value. The deck that I most want to draw cards in is Enlightenment, and if it's not a, at least a three, I can't play it in Enlightenment. Traveling Peddler is good. Ancient Tome is a far inferior Traveling Peddler. It's, yeah. It doesn't do anything by itself because it's not a holding that bows to produce two, and it for most people, effectively wants four. I mean, right. maybe for Lion, it's only three unicorn, it's more, but it, it usually wants more gold, and it wants it from a specific source. Right, you're losing, in, unless it's an even if bowed, you're losing your stronghold ability, and it's an attachment, so it's really easy to lose it. I guess if you're just leaving it on a guy who doesn't assign to attack, but, you know, late game, late game, you'll like it. You'll be like, I have all this extra gold I can't sure. use, let me just... You know, last step castle, okay, I'll just, my box works in bound anyway, let me drop this on a guy, I can bow my stronghold to draw a card, but it's going to sit in your hand doing nothing until you get to the point where your gold is stable enough, unlike Traveling Peddler, which always bows Right, always for bows for gold. I mean, I, I, don't know if, I don't know if worse than Traveling Peddler is really the most relevant <laughs> thing in the world, because Traveling Peddler is so good, but I think it's worse enough that you're not going yeah, to see it a lot in the deck. I think you're only really going to see it in a combo deck that just wants to draw through its entire deck as quick as possible. And right now, the main one of those is Enlightenment, and it can't afford the two-focus value. Yeah. Oh, what do we have left? Stripped Armor. <sighs> well, this falls into the same category as what Talisman of Jigoku for right. the crowd where we mentioned. It's a two-for-two two with a little tiny bit extra. And that's not going to get it done. No. There's also ten created cards in this set. I know some people... I'm being annoying this review and trying to be more technically correct and calling them created cards. Ooh, aww. I continue to like the created cards. Yes, I really like the idea. Uh, I greatly enjoy playing with them. Yeah, I don't need the seventh copy of a common in my booster box. Mm. I gladly get things like... I actually kind of think that maybe they should reprint the Walking Dead created card, because you need, like, 20 of those things. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't think there's a lot to say about the tokens. We already talked about Improvised Weapon, except to denote the cuteness with Earth and Armor, where there are two different versions of the same right. created card, because it may be plus three force, or it may be plus four force. But I also like the fact that Kuroko, the dragon Shugenja artisan, is making this hideous weapon because it's the artwork from uh, was it modifications? modifications. Yeah. Yes. I'm okay with that. I still think that modifications is a an awkward name for the original card because it would should be like modified weapon. You know, modifications is something too you much do sense. to a weapon, not right. Your own. Right, modification should be the action card that does something to your weapon, not the weapon itself. But ah, eh, what you gonna do? Not everything is perfect. I mean, except for us. <laughs> well, enough of the talking of individual cards. Now it's the time for us to make horribly wrong predictions and... Wild accusations? Giveaway cards. Oh, that too. Yes. This will be the second Strange Assembly L5R... Let's see how wrong we can be. 
Oh, fantasy league for lack of a better term. Everybody likes Sounds fantasy. Better. This fantasy football, fantasy baseball. So this is this is how it works. You're making predictions about how the clans will finish in that making the cut percentage statistic that I adore so much. Rank them from one through nine. For in, those two tournaments, which this set will be legal for, but nothing else. There aren't a terrible lot, because it's, it's the slow season, and then the next expansion is slated to come out in December, so this won't, environment won't even be in play when we get to Kote season. But, what do you care how many tournaments there are, because whoever predicts the most accurately, we will give you a free rare set of Harbinger. There's pretty good stuff in there. And in order to enter, what you want to do is come on to the Strange Assembly forums. If you go to strangeassembly.com and click on the forum button, you'll get there. You have to register if you haven't come to our forums already. Go on the thread for this episode. Post your list. You can post reasons or not. You don't have to. Of course, there's a deadline for when you need to post your results. It wouldn't do any good to have you wait three months and see everything that happened and then make your so-called predictions. Normally, I would set the deadline to be before any tournaments were played in the new format, but because of the truncated time span between the release of Empire at War and the legality date, there's going to be a little bit of overlap. So the next weekend, the 16th, will have some Empire at War tournaments. That's unavoidable. But the deadline will be the morning of Saturday, the 23rd. Basically, whenever it is that I get up that morning and then check to see what everyone's entries are. Uh, All of the Strange Assembly cast members will also post their lists. Jay and I will talk about ours right now. And then the the other guys will post theirs on, on the forum. Probably. Who knows what Trevor will give us when we poke him enough. I, I, he might just say, Mantis, 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 Lion. <laughs> Who knows? I, I don't think, don't think that'll will, be his list. Given his sort of non-optimistic take on the Mantis cards. Fair enough. But Jay and I will do our list anyway, so you can see what sort of thing we're talking about. So take it away, Jay. Okay. First off, I've got the lion. Unlike several of the other clans, I don't feel like they got anything amazing, but at the same time, they didn't take any hits like they did the last time, and seeing how well they came out of the last set when they did take hits, i got to keep them at number one. Number two, I'm keeping Dragon. I still think they're really strong. And again, while they didn't get anything super great, I don't feel like they took that many hits. Uh, number three, I'm going to put Phoenix, because I think we're awesome. Seriously, I think that our Enlightenment deck went from fun to competitive, and I think we did get we got Sneak Attack Guy. I think we got several new cards. Next up, Scorpion. I think they got a lot of new toys. I think they got the most new toys. They've got lots of interesting new decks. We'll see if they're actually willing to play anything other than Passive Dishonor. Next up, Crab. Uh, they're sort of mid-pack. They got some fun new toys, but I don't know that's enough to push them out of the mid-pack. Next up, I've got Spider. Again, 
I I feel like they got new toys, but nothing spectacular, nothing to push them up. Crane, they got good cards, but I mean, I, I feel like they're they're in a problem of they've lost their enthusiasm as a player base. We'll we'll see. U- Unicorn, they got they just didn't get anything exciting. I think that they've got a real problem right now of they're the least motivated player base. They're the smallest player base. And they just didn't get any, like, wow cards to make people want to come back to Unicorn. Lastly, on the advice of Trevor, because if, if one of your best players is not playing your clan, how well can you really do Mantis? So out of those ones that you just picked, which one do you think you're most likely to have missed big on? Uh, Ty, Spider... And Mantis. Mantis I'm dropping down because I, I believe Trevor, but he could change his mind next week and just stomp faces. And then Spider, I don't feel like the decks necessarily got any better, but I think that because of the metagame, the, the Jigoku versus Spider clan, we're going to see a lot of people playing Spider to get points one way or the other. You're going to see a lot of good players in that clan that wouldn't be there otherwise. Okay, what about mine? Oh, let's start off with the first wrong thing. I'm just going to say Scorpion number one. They've been middle of the pack now. They got so much stuff in Empire and War. And not only did they get so much stuff, but they got so much stuff across all sorts of different decks. Their Kensai are actually playable now. Ninja got, uh, you know, a good stack of of really good cards. There were so many new Magistrate and Courtier actions, so much stuff that plays off of people being dishonored. That's three different deck types for them that take substantial upticks. And so I'm just going to go ahead and, and put them at the top. My second clan is Dragon. One of my bigger misses in doing these predictions slash guesses for the Plague War IG3 environment was my, my Dragon. I had us in the middle of the pack. We've been a, a very solid number two in this. There's still a decent Monk deck. There's still a decent Honor deck or good Honor deck. And there are more toys to be played with for either the random I put weapons on my unique stack, or, well, not random, but you know what I mean, uh, or the, the Kensai deck. Number three, Phoenix, which is another clan that I think has a lot of different decks it can play. It can play Yojimbo Military out of Twin Soul Temple, it can play Spell Honor, it can play Spell Military, it can, heck, it can play Spell Honor out of two different strongholds, it can play Enlightenment reasonably well. Uh, it's been solid. It it got uh, a bunch of decent cards in this. Uh, another sizable jump up, I have Spider at number four. I think Spider got some decent new cards here. But like you said, Jay, one of the reasons I'm actually putting Spider a little higher than I otherwise would is that I think that there is a very some very motivated contingents of people who want to go out there and earn points for Spider one way or the other. And so I will dump Spider in at number four. 
Number five, I have the lion. With dragon, I'm trying not to repeat my mistakes. With lion, I'm going to repeat them, apparently. They didn't get a lot, I didn't feel like, in this. And, and I had reasons for thinking that all the guys above them will maintain a, a better position. And so I'm putting the lion down here, but man... They can still assemble an awful, an awful lot of solid guys. Their attachment decks continue to get more options, and so there you go. Number six is Crab. They didn't get anything huge new. I mean, you got uh, you know a couple of cards, not a lot. They didn't lose a ton. They were doing reasonably well before. I'll leave them in the pack. Number seven. Crane, they've been worst so far, but they got a couple of, of solid new cards. They got an amazing new guy in Shikishi, and just like the Scorpion, a wide variety of Magistrate and Courtier actions to work with. At number eight, I'll put Unicorn. I guess this is status quo for the Unicorn, I'm saying. They definitely got some good new cards and a decent new box, but... I just have a hard time pushing them above anybody else. Crane felt like they got more new getting over the hump. And the last, I'll have Mantis, which isn't really strictly based on Trevor, like Jay said, but not only do I value Trevor's opinion on, on Mantis, as in they didn't get a ton, but it makes me wonder if it presages a, a lack of confidence on the part of the Mantis player base, which I think feeds into actual tournament results. I mean, we talked about it with the, the Crane and the Plague War environment that, yeah, Crane weren't very good, but they came out even worse because a lot of the good Crane players just looked at their clan and went, this is bad, this is terrible, I'm going to go play something else. So it just depressed those figures even more. So... That's that's what I've got. I asked you, Jay, what you thought you were most likely to have missed on. I guess Line is my one that I feel like I could have just totally missed on, because they could still just keep on trucking and be at the top or near the top, and I've got them so far down. Any random questions, mockeries, jibes you wish to observe? No. I, th that's... I think the listeners will do a good enough job of, of that. No need oh, to add. Oh, yes, they will. No need to start the ball rolling just yet. Okay, so don't forget, faithful listeners, come on the Strange Assembly forums, post your list of the nine clans and how you think that they're going to do in the upcoming environment. We'd love it if you posted reasons why, but all you have to do is post the list. The individual who most accurately predicts slash guesses, will get a free rare set of Harbinger. What we appear to have survived the 13th episode of Strange Assembly. What do you think disaster will befall us in the next few minutes, Jay? What? Well, disaster befell one of us, anyway. Uh, thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please go and give a review or at least a rating on iTunes. We'd love it if you would. 
You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also come and visit us on our website at strangeassembly.com. You can subscribe there. You can also click on the handy forum button and visit us on our forums, such as if you would like to enter the contest to get the free Harbinger Rare set. You can also email us at strangeassembly at gmail.com. Thank you, Zombie J. I'm Chris Stevenson. Thanks for listening. Gerard.